Thank you to Harvest ETFs for partnering with us in this video. I'm gonna share a little bit more about them in just a few minutes. What is the number one concern of Canadians when it comes to money issues? Well, 70% of us say right now that the cost of living in our day-to-day -day lives, so in other words, inflation, that's our number one concern. Close behind there, almost 60% of us are concerned that we won't have enough money for retirement, and that is up 10% from 2021. A huge problem here in Canada is that so many of us don't have a pension plan, and I know I certainly have fall into that camp, having been self-employed for most of my life. Um, obviously, if you do have a good solid pension plan, it is one of the best security blankets that a Canadian retiree can actually have. I wanna look at some reports here so we can get a grasp of how big of a problem this is. I want to start with a 2019 report that was put out by the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions Canada, so that's um, OSFI as it goes by. According to this report, the uh, picture isn't very pretty. As we can see by this chart here, which goes back 30 years, the proportion of employees that are covered by an RPP, Registered Pension Plan, decreased from 43% back in 1989 to only 37% in 2019. Now, if you're a guy, you certainly can't help but notice that for males here, the red line, the drop in pension plan members has been sharp. Females have fared a little better over the years. And those are the registered pension plan numbers in total. There is a big difference though between a defined benefit plan and a defined contribution plan. The basic difference being uh, what each plan promises uh, to pay their retirees. So if you look at a defined benefit plan, that guarantees a specific monthly pension that's based on a formula. Um, the risk of the investments, that falls onto the employer. Um, if uh, the investments underperform over years, they still have to make sure there's enough money there to pay your promised benefit. Uh, typically also, this type of a plan also has a cost of living allowance built into it. Now a defined contribution on the other hand, the defined part is the amount that the employee and the employer contribute to the plan during your working years, but the amount that you actually get once you retire, that depends on how well the investments do uh, during all those years, you're not guaranteed a specific amount. So in other words, the risk is shifted onto you, the employee. When you retire, you simply take the value of the fund and you draw your income from that. So given the guaranteed nature of the defined benefit plan, they're generally overwhelmingly considered to be a better plan. Now, overall, the proportion of active pension plan members in defined benefit plans has declined from 90% back in 1989 to 67% in 2019. This chart here shows the evolution of the defined benefit coverage for plan members in the public and private sectors during this period. And you can clearly see how workers in the private sector have seen a dramatic drop in participation. Also on this chart, you can see that since around 2004, there has been an accelerated trend for employers, particularly those in the private sector who have either been establishing or converting their existing defined benefit plans into either defined contribution or other types of plans. And in the past 20 years, you can see the dramatic decline here. So as you can see, it's becoming harder and harder these days to rely on a pension plan to provide you with the income that you're gonna need in your retirement years. Canadians need to come up with more creative ways to meet their retirement cash flow needs. So the question really is, is it possible to retire without a uh, pension plan? Or I guess more accurately, is it possible to retire comfortably uh, without a pension plan? Obviously, if pension plans are becoming rarer and rarer, we need to put more of our personal income aside during our working years to fill that gap. Question, um, are Canadians saving enough? Let's just take a minute to look down through this chart here. This is taken from a 2023 study by Abacus Data, which was commissioned by the Healthcare of Ontario Pension Plan. And according to the study, 44% of Canadians who are aged from 55 to 64 have either no 
or less than $5,000 in savings. And if we look at the 65 plus group, 35% have less than $5,000 socked away. Even if we look up at the $200,000 level, only 20% of those aged 65 or plus and only 16% of those from 55 to 64 have that money put away. And that's just simply not enough. In 2018, there was a CIBC poll and it found that 756,000 is the average amount that Canadians feel that they're gonna need in personal savings to retire comfortably. So clearly most have a very long way to go. So I'm gonna ask again, is it possible to retire comfortably without a pension plan unless you're truly in that top tier um, of savers. Well, for generations, it was pretty common that if you didn't have a pension plan, you would have saved up your nest egg and you're going to live off either interest or dividends that you could generate from those investments. Uh, we don't live in an environment anymore where that strategy is typically going to, going to work. Interest rates are much lower, even though you know they're higher these days. They're lower than they were even 30 years ago. In 1990, you could get around 13% on a GIC, and even up until around 2000, you could pull in around 5%. Yes, inflation rates, obviously, they were higher back then too, uh, at least until up very recently. But you can still see how you can net on a much higher return than you can today. Of course, we all know the Bank of Canada is working hard to get those rates down to 2%. So even the, the 5% ish that we get in GICs and term deposits today, um, that certainly isn't going to last forever. In lots of cases, the dividends on an investment portfolio aren't even enough to generate uh, enough income to meet your retirement goals. So the huge challenge that so many of us face today is how do we bridge that gap between what we have in, for retirement income and what we actually want to spend? And there's often a big, a big gap there. When we enter our retirement, the priorities shift from growing the portfolio to using it to generate income. I wanna look at three different funds here that are offered by the Harvest ETF family to show some ideas of how you might be able to solve the problem of not having enough pension income. A few things that you're gonna want when you actually retired, you're gonna want investments that are stable, reliable, predictable. Remember, you're not pulling in a paycheck anymore. Uh, not everyone's is the same, but normally you would want to modify your risk profile. You'd wanna put more emphasis on the predictability of that cash flow, uh, less emphasis on growing the portfolio. Uh, you're going to need that reliability, that predictability in order to just meet your day-to-day -day needs. Once you're retired, of course, and you're not pulling in a paycheck anymore, you can't really afford gaps in that cash flow. You don't want to be forced to sell your investments to generate cash if the markets are you know, going through a rough patch at that exact same time that you need uh, the money. Another thing I would add to this is that it's not uncommon for retirees today to have 30 years of life expectancy when they do retire. So obviously, you're going to want to have some investments that are stable, that are blue chip, and are going to be around as long as you are. Uh, some examples I think of here are industries like the healthcare industry, which, you know, sadly, uh, it's just going to become a bigger and bigger part of our society. So there's a lot of stability there. I also think of sectors like utilities, which are things like electricity, water, you know, the basics of housing, we're always going to have a need for those. Another key to managing a portfolio in retirement is that you need to make sure that you're spreading your eggs between different baskets because there's nothing worse. Now that you're retired, you need that money uh, than taking huge bets on risky sectors and only then see the nest egg take a big hit. Uh, once you're actually relying on it. Diversifying across sectors, geographies, that type of thing, those are all um, obviously very important. So this is where I'm gonna take a look at a solution that they offer over at Harvest ETFs. And at Harvest, they specialize in increasing the cash flow that you can get from a portfolio. There's a couple of different strategies that they use in order to accomplish this goal. Uh, one of those is called a covered call strategy overlay. And because of the higher yield that you can generate from a portfolio, um, this strategy has certainly gained uh, popularity. It's become very, very popular uh, in the past number of years. 
In this video, I'm not gonna get into the specifics of how covered calls work, but I did go into much more detail in another video on this channel, and I will put a link to that if you wanna get into that in more detail. For now, though, let's just suffice to say that the strategy is effective at increasing income in a portfolio. Um, a second way that Harvest can generate extra income is by using modest leverage, which enhances the cash flow as well. And some people, when they hear the word leverage, they associate that with risk. It's used by professional fund managers in this case. It's used in a responsible way. So leverage in this circumstance is actually a positive and not a negative. First fund I wanna look at with Harvest is the Harvest Diversified Monthly Income ETF. The ticker is HDIF. You can see on the fund here, the current yield is 12.26%. The fund itself owns seven underlying ETFs and it employs that covered call overlay and the 1.25% leverage. So when we look at the diversification that the fund has here, we can see across the various sectors how it's diversified. Also, when we look at those seven key funds that it holds, I'm just gonna scroll through each of those portfolios. They have a large cap healthcare leaders fund. You can see the names on there. I'm sure you'll recognize many of them. They have a leading global brands fund with some of the biggest names in the world contained there. They also have large cap tech companies. You can see the names there. Again, you'll recognize many of those. One of the things I talked about earlier was having uh, the stability of the utility sector. And we can see they also have exposure to their utility sector fund here with all of these names where they're gonna bring energy to your home. They're gonna bring water to your home. All these things that we rely on on a daily basis. They also have a portfolio of 30 of the largest and best Canadian equity income leaders. You can see some of the names that they have here. They also have large US financials in the portfolio. And finally here, they have a portfolio of travel companies. So you can really see they have great diversification across this portfolio, which is something you're looking for when you're looking for that stability in retirement. Uh, the management fee on this fund itself is 0%, but it's not free. Um, the MERs, the management fees from the underlying seven funds, those flow up um, into the portfolio itself. Um, the fund is eligible for RSPs, for RIFs, for RESPs, for your TFSAs, depending on what type of plan you're, uh, plan you're looking for there. And also the fund is hedged to the Canadian dollar. So you don't have to worry about currency fluctuations uh, while you're relying on this fund for income. Now, the second fund I want to look at here is the Harvest Healthcare Leaders Income ETF. The ticker on that is HHL. The current yield on this fund is 9.6% and it invests in an equally weighted portfolio of 20 large cap global healthcare companies. And this is where I talked about it earlier where uh, you know the the global the, the health sector is something that is becoming, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger and it's not going to slow down as we go forward. So this is a, a fund that will provide with that longevity, uh, you know, as deep as you want to go into your retirement. The management fee in this fund is 0.85%. Again, it's eligible for RSP, RIF, RESP, TFSA. And it comes in three versions. There's a hedged version for two Canadian dollars. There's an unhedged version if you don't want to if you want to manage the currency risk yourself. And it also comes in a US dollar account. The third fund I want to look at is the Harvest Premium Yield Treasury ETF. Ticker is HPYT. And this fund is the highest yielding Canadian income ETF, and the yield currently is 15.89%. The fund does not use leverage and it will generally write covered calls on up to 100% of the portfolio. That will vary depending on market conditions, but it can write up to 100%. So the key there is it will generate a lot of extra income, but it does also cap the upside potential on the fund. So uh, this is an example of if you're looking for gains, if you're looking for a growth portfolio, this fund would not be suitable for you. But if you're looking for yield, 
uh, which a lot of retirees are, this certainly uh, ticks all the boxes there. The fund invests in five long-term treasury funds, as you can see on the screen here. The bulk of them are in the largest U.S. treasury fund, TLT. 65% of the fund is invested in there. The management fee on this fund is 0.45%. It is eligible for the same accounts I mentioned earlier, and it also it is hedged to the Canadian dollar. So if you have a pension plan. I think you can count your lucky stars uh, that you're in a situation like that. If you do need extra cash flow uh, in your retirement, consider these harvest funds. As always, I say thank you for watching this video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.